What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Sheehan Show here on Sherdog.com. And it's the top five bets for the week in mixed martial arts. Again, uh, as we look ahead to a, it's a very big weekend, honestly, in the world. Uh, I know there is um, uh, there's some local events over in the States. Uh, there's a big UFC. We have cage warriors here in uh, in in the UK and over in, in London, across the water from me here. And it's probably uh, the best cage warriors card of the year. Um, maybe the best cage warriors fight of all time in the main event, without a shadow of a doubt. The greatest cage warriors rematch of all time between Paul Hughes and uh, the epidemic Jordan Vucinic. Uh, that to me is is even a better card in the UFC. So if uh, you are uh, you know wondering what to watch this weekend and are looking for something, that's definitely one I would recommend. I'll have a preview for that as well with um, Cage Warriors play by play guy Brad Wharton up um, this week. So it's a very very interesting card, and I definitely want to tell people to to tune into. I have two bets from that. And I have three bets from the UFC this weekend, so I'm spreading them out uh, a bit. Uh, last week I was talking about how all five bets went wrong the week before. Very good week last week. We had three of the four bets, and obviously the flyer then uh, went went by the wayside as well. Although you know it was Khalil Roundtree Junior, I think so. Not 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 a bad week. In fact, a very very good week last week. So let's hope we can uh, we can replicate that again this week and get the um, get the the bets on the right side. Please bet responsibly if you're listening to this. I don't want anyone going mad or anyone, you know, putting their mortgage or anything. Just bet responsibly. Put what you can and less than what you can on these and, and, uh, you know, keep it fun. Someone was asking me the other day about my, like, units and what's your record for you. Look, if you you need to keep a record for the year, from my point of view, you're you're probably doing it wrong. Like, you're you're probably taking it too seriously. I I don't want to ever be that, someone taking it too seriously. I want to be someone who does it, like, for a bit of fun and can keep it fun. So let's, uh, let's do it that way. Let's get into the bets. So first bet of the week. I'm going for that big main event over in Cage Warriors, and I'm going to look at the, the main event there. Uh, and I'm going for Paul Hughes at minus 115 to win the main event over in Cage Warriors. Now, Hughes is minus 115. Jordan Vucinic is minus 115. So whoever you favor to win it, uh, you can pick the winner. I'm going for Hughes, and the reason I'm going for Hughes is, right, you, you can call it maybe a bit of Irish bias, and you know maybe there is a bit of that there. You go back and watch the first fight, okay? The first fight, uh, Jordan Vucinic won it. Um, a lot of people thought Hughes won it, you know, and it was a very, very close fight. Uh, there's no doubt about that, no mistake in that. And I think the, the big factor coming into this next fight is who has made the most improvements. Now, it's, it's actually very, very... Uh, interesting. Both guys have fought twice since this fight happened two years ago. It was in December of 2020. They both fought James Hinden, beat him. Both fought Morgan Charrier, beat him. So <laughs> it's actually very hard, I suppose, to assess who has made the biggest jumps. They've both had the exact same path and, uh, you know, looked similarly very good in the exact same path. Um, I would suggest that. And I've talked about this a couple of times this week, but I think Vucinic is more like the uh, straight-up, fundamentally very, very good fighter, which 
I, yeah, anyone listen to this show or any of my shows knows I, I'm a big fan of that sort of fighter and I am a big fan of Vucinic Hughes can is that as well you know a very good fundamental fighter but I think he adds more of the the uh, the variety I suppose to it and the, the madness and the X factor where he'll throw big shots and go for uh, you know go for submissions when in very big transitions and things like that things that you, you know you really need to do uh, in mixed martial arts Maybe that will be the X Factor. You know, I said he's an X Factor, and I think maybe the X Factor will be the X Factor here. If it turns into a fight where it's very much a straight fundamental fight over five rounds, who will get the edge? You know, who will take that just differential, push it forward a bit and make the difference in a couple of the rounds? And when I think about that, when I look at the simplicity, I would like I, we we could talk about this fight over and over, and I I have done uh, you know a couple of previews for this card this week, and I could talk even more about it. And we could break down all the integers, but when you look at it very simply about who to bet on, I think that is the key for me. I think Hughes might be able to land the bigger power punch to change around a couple of times throughout it, or get that back, get the submission, maybe not even, maybe not, maybe finish, maybe not finish it, but if he doesn't, to kind of snatch that round, to snatch a close round, and that really could be the difference in this fight. If you're looking for a difference maker, as I said, break down the jab, break down the backhand, break down the combinations, the wrestling, the jiu-jitsu, and all of that, all well and good, and it's very hard to split them, but maybe that's the split. Now, the first fight as well, I, I suppose to give people maybe a little bit of context on it, Hughes kind of dominated when he got the fight to the ground. Now, Vachin just come out after that, and uh, he submitted James Hinden, if I'm not mistaken, uh, and has looked better on the ground, and has started wrestling himself a bit. Hughes struggled in the second half of that fight to get the fight to the ground and to win on the ground, uh, because he couldn't get it there. But if he can get a few takedowns, if he can get the fight to the ground, I don't know if Vachinich, even though he's made improvements there, will have enough for Hughes in terms of, I'm sure Hughes has made improvements there as well. So, you know, if you're looking for two things that stand out, I think you're probably looking on the Paul Hughes side of it. Now, if this turns into a straight-up fundamental fight, it'll be 50-50. And that's why the betting is like that. It's 50-50 in the betting. And it's a wonderful, wonderful fight. And I I really, really can't wait for it. Um, To me, you, you know, I, I said it this week as well. When you're talking about mixed martial arts and it being you know 30 years of age next year in terms of the UFC starting, and I know a bit a little bit earlier than that if we're to to look back at the at the short dog records and other things as well, but it's a young sport, you know, and the best fighters in the world are the best fighters now, you know, the light heavyweights from. Chuck Liddell's era are not beating John Jones or Yuri Prohachka, you know, High Grace he's not beating. What weight class would he be one for? Max Holloway or Volkanovski or you know, uh, who, uh, you know, uh, Islam Makachev or whoever it might be at, at his weight class. That's it's just not happening, you know. And the, my point there is, the best fighters are the best fighters now, but the best prospects are the best prospects now. And these to me are two of the best prospects the world has to offer. They they both have one loss. Uh, they both one one of them has nine fights. One of them has ten fights. Um. <laughs> they, they both have fought similar guys they both have got to the top of the mountain in cage wires and both probably been unlucky not to get the, the signature for, for the UFC and we're just lucky that we have this fight and we can still see it because if they went to the UFC it'd be a different thing and maybe, they, maybe they'd end up fighting each other but it'd be stuck on a prelim or somewhere it'd be weird it wouldn't be five rounds it wouldn't have the same gravitas 
and look, they'd be getting more money and all that, and that'd be, you know, absolutely fantastic, and it'd be better for them. But let's let's be a little bit selfish here for a second. It's like this is the best case scenario for us. We get to see these two really great up and comers, uh, who are are actually probably more than up and comers now. You know, they they have gone to that level, I think, um, and. We get to see them fight each other over five rounds. It's going to be a very, very good fight. But I'm going for Paul Hughes at minus 115. Right, bet number two. Next bet I'm going for here. uh, Second one from Cage Warriors. I'm going for James Sheehan uh, to win over Jamie Richardson at minus 155 uh, in this one. Now, James Sheehan, you might think he's related to me or something. No relation. You know, the Sheehan show, we'll have to give it to James Sheehan. You know, we'll have to do it. It doesn't matter the price. doesn't matter anything. We'll, we'll have to pick James Sheehan at the Sheehan show. But no, uh, I, if anyone doesn't know James Sheehan or hasn't seen him over the last while, this is a guy who went in in his first two fights of his career. Not even his first two fights in cage wars, and, and, and they were. But uh, at 0-0 and 0-1, he fought Matt Bonner, Cage Warriors champion, uh, who went on to be Cage Warriors champion, Ian Gary, who obviously we know went on to be Cage Warriors champion, and also, uh, you know, fighting the UFC and everything like that. And um, he lost those two fights, but he went to decision with both guys, went to decision with Ian Gary. At the early stage of his career, you know, Ian Gary was knocking everyone out, and he still is, and he's doing very, very well. And James Sheen went all the way uh, with him in, in that fight. Now, there's an injury and things in it as well, and it turned into a different sort of fight, but still... And it would be easy for someone, you know, start their career at on to uh, against two really, really good guys to to kind of give up or, or a promotion to give up on them or to, you know, put a more put a few more losses on top of it. But James Sheehan has really changed it around. He's won five in a row since that. And not only has he won five in a row, he's looked very, very good winning those five in a row. Um, last time out, I th- his hands... His wrestling, everything just looked phenomenal. I believe Neil Seary, you know, the, the former uh, UFC fighter and former cage warrior champion, has been doing a lot of work with him and Team Rhino, obviously under the tutelage of Andy Ryan as well, and, you know, Paul Redmond at that gym and, and many others uh, down through the years. And you, it shows, you know, he looks so, so good now. He looks like a guy who has gained a, a load of confidence in his game with those wins. You know, he had the setbacks, he saw the level. And now he's getting towards that level himself. And that's really, really good. And kudos as well to Cage Warriors. I believe he's in the co-main event. Like some promotions, some people would see a guy who has two losses in a row, even if you put five wins together, and don't give him the promotion that his ability deserves. You know, you could go in there and, you know, you could lose to Makachev and Michael Chandler and you could still be like the fifth best fighter in the world, you know? You could still be one of the top, top people in the world. And in MMA, sometimes it's hard to actually understand that and hard to fathom that. And with James Sheehan, you know, he's still one of the best prospects in cage wars, even though, you know, maybe shouldn't have been fighting lads that good early in his career. Uh, and, you know, the, the Gary one was fair enough because they were both young in their career. But you, you know what I mean? He, just because he lost a couple of early fights against two very good guys doesn't mean he's not very good. And he's shown that in the five fights subsequently. Now, he's fighting Jamie Richardson, who has been in there and fought some of the best in cage wars. He's 18 fights deep, fought Matt Bonner as well, and he actually beat Matt Bonner. So there you go. Uh, he fought, you know, to Natalia Fedrick, Aaron Khalid, Hack and Foss, some of the names that everyone knows down through the years uh, in cage warriors. Um, 
you know, he's a finisher. Nine of his 11 wins have finished inside the distance. He's got power. And, you you know, you would think, and if you looked at it a couple of fights ago for James Sheen, you would think maybe he'd be looking to get this fight to the ground. Uh, he'd be looking to out-wrestle Jamie Richardson, maybe. Push him against the cage, make it tough. But I think James Sheen's striking looks so good the last time. I think he'll be happy enough to fight this fight wherever it goes. And that gives him an added bonus as well and an added way to win the fight in a different area. So... Uh, honestly, watching a bit of Jamie Richardson, I was, I was talking to a couple of lads on, on a preview show about it last night as well, that maybe the... Jamie Richardson, still, he's 18 fights in square. I think he's only 26. It, it feels like he's 36. It feels like he's a veteran. He's been around forever. And um, maybe the, like the, the slight... Or, uh, maybe not even slight, but the advantage in athleticism goes to James Sheehan, I think. Maybe the... Uh, the transitions which are so important in mixed martial arts will go to James Sheehan maybe moving between the wrestling and the striking will go to James Sheehan now when there's someone that experienced who's still young still fit can do it all it, he always has a chance and you know the the, 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 the betting suggests that and this it's, it's a step up for James Sheehan but you know, he fought Ian Gary before, so is it really a step up? But you get me, it's like a step back up, I suppose, for James Sheehan. And that in itself always brings risks. This is a very, very close and very, very interesting fight and a big test for James Sheehan. But you can't help but look at his last couple of fights and not believe in him. You know, you can't help but look at the, the way he has performed in those last two fights, the way he's striking has looked, the way he's wrestling has looked, the way the transitions have looked, and not believe that James Sheehan isn't, you know, on the fa- not even the fast track, but on the track to the very top. Seven fights into his career now. You look at Cage Warriors, guys. You look at the two guys in the main event with nine fights and ten fights, respectively. And you're thinking, it, like, if James Sheehan gets to seven, eight, and two, so, or seven and two, eight, or eight and two, that he's not going to be right there at the top. You know, we have uh, Figlak um, against Wallhead fighting for the interim title coming up here at Welterweight uh, in a couple of weeks' time. We've Reese McKee, who's the champion at the moment. Will he be going back to the UFC? Will he sign another fight? Will he fight the winner of that interim title fight? If he does, there's, uh, you know, Oban Elliott as well as on this card. He's fighting up in middleweight for this because of Charnos, but he is a contender at 170 as well. You've Matters for the Minas and other people. There's lots of guys around there. I would love to see James Sheehan against Auburn Elliott if he wins here, but at the same time, he'll need to win here on uh, on Friday night to, you know, to, to cement that place, I suppose. And I think he will. I think he will. I just think, I, I believe in his ability, and I think he will uh, win against Jimmy Richardson. Right. Third bet. Uh, moving over to the UFC. Now, this is the one I kind of, sometimes, and everyone knows who listens to this show, sometimes I pick kind of feel bets, right? And I f- I'm going for Marco Madsen. At plus 188. Now, normally I wouldn't pick against Grant Dawson. I, 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 I'm a guy who believes in Grant Dawson. He's 18-1-1. One, one. What a record. Like, Marco Madsen, 12-0. It's not often you get guys with records that good fighting against each other. I, here's, and here's why I'm picking Marco Madsen, right? I'm picking Marco Madsen because I feel like he will rise to the level. Like, he's been fighting, you know, good guys the last while. Uh, he fought... Uh, Vince Pichel last time out beat him. Fought Clay Guida beat him. Was I know it was a split decision. You know he was coming came up through cage as well. Beat Matt Bonner. It seems like everyone this weekend has fought Matt, fought Matt Bonner. But um, he is the type of fighter I think. And uh, you know at, at what age is he now? Is he thirty six, thirty seven years of age, thirty eight years of age? 
who I've been saying for a long time, he needs to make that step up now because of his age and because, you know, he's an Olympian and he's a high, high-level prospect. And it's funny as well that Marco Madsen doesn't get half as much praise or accolades as a Bo Nickel. And now we're in the, is he not a better wrestler than Bo Nickel? I don't know. Anyway, I digress. Um, I, I just, sometimes you see an athletic guy like this and they're fighting a certain way and they're fighting to do kind of enough to beat guys. Like, can he do enough to beat Grant Dawson is the question. And based on what I've seen from him before, I always think there's like a little bit left in the tank. And if Grant Dawson brings that out, it might be the worst thing that Grant Dawson can do and the best thing for for Marco Manson. Like, as I said, I'm a fan of Grant Dawson and I like the way he fights. But if you look at Grant Dawson's record and the way he fights, like 18 wins, 12 by submission, you know? Four knockouts, 12 submissions. He's a guy who likes to fight on the ground. His last time out, he beat Jared uh, Garden. He likes to take guys down. He likes to, to fight that way. Now, he can strike as well. I think he's a good striker. And I actually like Marco Madsen striking as well. Not not amazing or anything like that, but it definitely is striking that has, uh, has improved. But is Grant Dawson going to be able to out-wrestle and out-maneuver an Olympian like Marco Madsen, who's that good at wrestling and that strong and that good on the ground? Is he going to be able to win that fight on the ground, Grant Dawson? Maybe. Maybe he will. Maybe he will. But I find I find it hard to see that. Now, will he be able to win on the feet? I, I could absolutely see that. Yes, 100%. But... Because he's not a massive, massive threat on the feet, and now he can, he's cracked it hard a few times. Was it a couple of fights ago where he got cracked hard himself and then came back and he cracked his opponent hard, if I'm not mistaken, and then he had a great comeback. He can fight and he can be dangerous on the feet. But this is, re- like, this is really a feel one. This is If you gave me them both straight up, I'd probably just go for Grant Dawson. And if you told me, like, I have to, I have to bet in my life who's going to win, I'd probably go for Grant Dawson. Right, but at plus one eighty eight, and I think it's probably rising a bit as well. You might get that at plus one hundred or plus two hundred by the time it starts. I just, I don't know. Right, sometimes you bet on a guy before a fight, knowing that if he wins it, you'd never get that price in him again. Right, and I think that's where we are now with Marco Manson. Now I might, I might be wrong, and and if if I am wrong, he will lose, and we will. You know, we'd get plus 300 the next time, maybe, in a similar sort of fight. So, I think the level of Marco Madsen, if he was 28, 29, would be very, very, very high. It's age is the only thing holding him back. And I just think he is being held back a bit. And maybe not necessarily even by the age, but I, th- I think... I think the level is holding him back. And I would say with a rising level, I'll say it again, a rising level, I think it'll be a rising performance for Marco Madsen. So I'm going for him in that one. And uh, let's see, I suppose. Let's see how, how that one goes. Right, the next bet here. Uh, actually, I, I had picked Jelton Almeida and I lucky I went on to Sherdog.com just before I, I recorded this. And uh, that fight is off. So uh, I'm moving my fourth bet to, the fourth bet is going to the main event. Uh, Lemos versus Rodriguez. I'm not picking a winner here, but I'm going for the over, and that's a plus one fifteen. So the over is plus one fifteen. Uh, sorry, the over four point five rounds plus one fifteen. This is a weird one, right? Let me just check this again because the fight to go to the decision, uh, fight to go to the decision minus one fifteen. The fight to go over four point. Sorry, it's uh, plus uh, uh, plus one ten, plus one ten. So to go to the decision, 
minus 115. Go over four and a half rounds, it's plus 110. The over four and a half rounds is a better bet because it could finish in the last minute of the last round and you'd still win the bet or go to the decision and you'd win the bet. That makes no sense. So, you know, maybe maybe that won't be exactly 100% correct by the time the actual betting comes out. Maybe they'll find that there is an anomaly there and it's wrong. But anyway... Um, I still think that's a good bet, even if it, even if it's even money, even if it's uh, minus one fifteen. You look at these two, and uh, like it's very hard to split them. I think, like even looking, let me just check in the betting here on both of them, minus two ten for Rodriguez, who's the favorite. And I, I granted, I think she is the favorite as well, and should be plus one eighty for Lemas. And I, I'm a big fan of Lemas. But if you look at Rodriguez, right, uh, nine decisions and her sixteen wins, her last three in a row have all gone to a decision. Um, before that, she had a finish. It was in the second round. She had five decisions in a row before that. So what's that? Nine of her last ten fights have gone to a decision, and she's favoured to win it. You know, it's very hard <laughs> to, to look at this fight and think, okay, if Rodriguez wins it, how is she going to win it? Well, if past this prologue, if you've won nine of your last ten fights by decision, you're probably going to win this by the, or, or have gone to a decision. This is probably going to a decision as well. If you look at Lemas, okay, she has more finishes. Um, she has only, in fact, two decision wins and, and no decision losses in her career. So she is definitely, and she's, she's one draw as well. So three of her, what, four, uh, 13 fights have only gone to decision, which is not many, uh, granted, 100%. But she went to decision with Angela Hill three fights ago. Now, the level of people she's been fighting, you know, has been good, but maybe not, not amazing. You know, you look at, the names and the people who stick out on her record, Leslie Smith, she knocked her out. You know, she beat her. Um, and, and the names, you know, Jessica Andrade, she finished her, she beat her. Uh, Michelle Watterson uh, Gomez, who, who she's known as now, obviously, you know, uh, Lemus won that fight last time out and she beat Angela Hill as well. The the Watterson fight went into the second round, the Hill fight went to decision. So, and I feel like, look, she's either getting beaten by the people who are at a higher level are going a longer distance like the hill fight. So, I look, Rodriguez, as I said, not the biggest finisher in the world. And if you favor her to win this fight, and it to go, like, how, how is Lemus going to win it? How is Lemus going to win it? Is she going to, you know, take her down, submit her? Is she going to land a big shot or something like that? Against Rodriguez, who is, you know, I talked about better maybe fundamental fighters earlier on I think that's what she is I think it's going to be tough for Lemus to actually do that you know to outpoint her over five rounds if she is going to win she's going to need a finish I think but you are banking on Rodriguez getting finished in and I don't know is that something that is good like Rodriguez at the minus 210 is probably a good price here I would say even though I think it's a very 50-50 in a close enough fight but then you just leave that out. You pick both of them and you can get the, the decision or the over 4.5 rounds at a, a plus 110. I think that's very good. I think that's a great price because if Rodriguez does win it, she's probably winning by decision. And we can look in a second, Rodriguez by decision. We'll see that price if it's there as well. But uh, you could take a double chance here. You know, that that look looking through Lemus's record and seeing all those finishes definitely a bit off-putting, I suppose. But to see the Angela Hill decision is probably... If you're trying to convince yourself to bet the decision, that's probably that's probably a good fight to look at to convince yourself of that. So yeah, I leave it at that over uh, 4.5 rounds. That is plus 110 for that fight. Okay, last bet, the flyer of the week. And you know what? I, I'm a big fan of this one. I really, really like this bet. Uh, I'm going for Jake Hadley 
uh, to win by submission, Flyer of the Week, plus 550. Now, I lo- this is a great bet. This is a really, really good bet. I, I went and I watched uh, some of his opponent just before we did this, uh, Carlos Candelario. And look, you look at him and you'd say, uh, he, what he's best at is taking lads down. He's a good wrestler. He pushes a guy. I watched his uh, 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 Tatsu Tiara fight, I believe. Um, and he's not, look, he's uh, Carol and Candelario. He's not the most athletic guy in the world. Um, I wouldn't say he's the strongest guy in the world, but he is kind of relentless when he needs to be relentless with takedowns, tries to get guys to the ground. And when he does get there, you know, he's pretty good there. I think that plays into the hands of a Jake Hadley submission, if I'm being honest. Because what Jake Hadley... Look, Jake Hadley's a very good all-around fighter. He can wrestle, he can punch, he can, you know, he can strike, he can fight tactically. But what I think he's best at is are those transitions, is the quickness, is the ability to take chances and catch people and stuff. And if this fight goes to the ground, which probably Candelera will want, I think Jake Hadley will be more than happy to fight this fight on the ground. More than happy. Look at his record. Half of his wins have been by submission. Four submission wins. Um, his his uh, Dana White contender series fight was won by submission with a rear naked choke. A rear naked choke, Blaine O'Driscoll, who is a very, very good fighter here uh, over in Ireland. And he's a few more submission wins before that as well. You know, even at amateur, he won by armbar and he won by a triangle and rear naked choke. He's even a go-go plata win uh, as, as an amateur. And that's the sort of fighter he is. Now, you can look at Candelario and think, right, you know, he's never been submitted. He's had one, three submission uh, fights himself. You know, he, he goes to, when he has lost, obviously he's gone to the decision twice and lost the last two in a row. I, I just feel like the way he will want to fight, and I said that at the start and I'll say it again, the way he will want to fight will play into the hands of... what Jake Hadley is very very good at now it could be a destruction from Jake Hadley and do you know what I I think there's a high chance it probably will be I think Jake Hadley could come out land a few big shots and put him away but maybe he lands a few big shots jumps on the neck and and submits him there as well this is the flyer of the week remember this is the flyer of the week so I I really like it you know I like that bet a lot Uh, we look at a few more bets for it obviously afterwards uh, when I I go through them all but um, yeah, I do fancy Jake Hadley massively. I I think his price in this fight at, at only minus two five five on its on its own is a pretty good price. To be honest, I I think he should be massively favoured uh, in this one. I think he will win it, and that submission bet uh, is the way to go. Right, those are my five bets for the week. Let's run through uh, some of the best bets from uh, the, the you know the UFC and also Cage Warriors but as well there is uh, there's an Aries this weekend maybe it'll have happened by the time this comes out because it's it's uh, I think it's on Thursday or um, Wednesday maybe but um, there is there are some very good fights um, Leandro Domini's on this against Lorenio Strapoli uh, minus two forty for Strapoli plus one ninety Damian Lapalus as well is back against Amin Abdu uh, minus one seven three here Lapalus is you know, very, very good fighter. And, uh, you know, Aries always put on very, very good cards. So definitely keep an eye out for him, I would say. And that one, there's an EFC card as well. Maybe not many of the, the big known names on that one, as well as the ACA card uh, on uh, on the 4th of November as well. Um, I'm sure we'll, we'll hear a bit of that. But in Cage Warriors, I suppose, there are lots of good fights, lots of close fights as well. As I mentioned, the Vucinic and Hughes fight is absolutely tied 
down the middle, minus 115. James Sheehan, I gave you that one, minus 155, plus 125 for Richardson. Now, Adam Shelley uh, and Indai, plus 115 for Shelley. You know, Shelley's 2-2 two two in his career, uh, you know, fighting on the same card as his brother, who we'll get to in a second. Indai's a dangerous guy, a good fighter, but, you know... If Adam Shelley can put it together, he's had a couple of disappointing results, obviously, in the first four fights of his career. He has a lot of talent and a very high-level striker, so that's a price that could look good afterwards as well. He's actually bigger in other places here. I'm looking at him plus 140, so if you got him a plus 140, I don't think that's the worst bet in the world. Uh, moving on, then, Mehdi Ben Lakhtar, minus 205, plus 165 against Xavier Cedras. Cedras has only fought once in the last, uh, f- what is it, uh, f- six years since 2016, yeah. Um, and that was against an O&O guy. I think that Ben Lactar price is pretty good at minus 205. Uh, Malik against Aharlu, minus 140 for Aharlu. I think that's just about right. Although Fasil Malik, I think he's 5 0 undefeated. Um, tough to bet against someone like that. Harry Hardwick, Steve Amiable, love this fight. This could be one of the fights of the weekend. Minus 170 for Hardwick. Uh, Amiable is plus 140. I'd go for Amiable there. I'd go for Amiable. He's been on a good run, won five in a row. Um, very, very good fighter. Definitely. Not definitely, but I'll go for Amy Builder. What a fight this is. Ken Locker and Luke Shanks. Ken Locker is a minus 170 favourite here over Luke Shanks plus 140. Luke Shanks is coming up and actually fought his last fight at 135, but he's coming up for 125. Miss Wait there a couple of times. Former champion. Ken Locker out of Ireland. He's only 6 0. A lot still to prove. And uh, the fact that he's that much of a favourite here, uh, I'd probably pick Ken Locker. I think he will win, but I don't. I I, I wouldn't be backing this one yet. Honestly, I wouldn't. I'm. I cannot wait for this fight. I really, really cannot wait for this fight. Uh, so interesting. Uh, Josh Reed, who Luke Shanks fought last time, he's fighting Adam she- or Ryan Shelley. Sorry, and this is banger written all over. Like Ryan Shelley and his brother Adam. They're Taekwondo artists. They're very good strikers. Josh Reed, if anyone doesn't know Josh Reed, just just put him into YouTube there and our, our fight pass and see him versus Nathaniel uh, Wood and you'll know Josh Reed very quickly. Anytime Josh Reed fights, I'm in and I'm watching. And him against Ryan Shelley. If that's not a barn burner, I'd be very shocked. Very shocked. Uh, I like Shelley at minus 200. 5-0, and oh, still young in his career. And Josh Reed has taken out many very good guys down through the years. So... Interesting, interesting. Uh, James Webb against Paddy McCrory. Only 2-0 as Paddy, but everyone out of his FAI gym is talking about him being a very, very good fighter. James Webb, former middleweight champion, fighting out of Team KF in Dublin. Uh, minus 145 as Webb, plus 115. Like, you look at that and think, why is Jeb, Jeb? Why is James Webb <laughs> such, a, such a low price there, considering he's fighting a guy who's 2-0, he's a former champion. It's because of the the talk about McCory. He's supposed to be very, very good. So I'm interested to see. I'm not sure who will win that one, if I'm being honest. Uh, interested to see how it goes. Lee Chadwick-Bukowskis, minus 270, plus 210 for Chadwick. Bukowskis the favourite there. You'd have to fancy him, but it's a good test for him. And then Liam Gittins, minus 145 against Salvatore Liga, plus 115. I haven't seen much of Liga, but Gittins is a good fighter. He's been around for a long time. There's an LFA card on this weekend as well. But we'll run through the... Um, uh, UFC here plus 180 for Lemos uh, Rodriguez plus 210 as I said I'm going for Rodriguez let's uh, look at Rodriguez by decision if we can find it here Rodriguez by KO is plus uh, 400 Rodriguez to win by decision plus 125 I think that's a pretty good price there on, on that if I'm being honest uh, but uh, as I said we're going for the over to four and a half at plus 110 uh, I like this Daniel Rodriguez Neil Magnified and I didn't I didn't give a bet on it because 
Oh, I think it's hard to kind of pick him out. Minus uh, 105, Daniel Rodriguez is the favourite. Minus 115 um, for Neil Magny uh, is... Sorry, Rodriguez the underdog, Magny the favourite. Uh, I'd nearly go for Rodriguez at that price. I see you can get him at plus 100 here in, in a couple of places. I'd probably go for Rodriguez. I like him, although... Magni, if the right Magni shows up, there aren't many people in the world who could beat him. Uh, Nate Manis, I'm a big fan of his. Plus 175, minus 205 for Tagiro Lambekov. Think that's a closer fight than that suggests. Uh, I'd probably still go for Lambekov, though, but I don't think I'll be betting on it. Chase Sherman, Josh Parisian. You never know what Chase Sherman's going to turn up. Minus 132, plus uh, 112 for Parisian. What's Parisian to get the KO? Plus 285. It's probably the one I'd be betting on. If I was being honest, I, I, <sighs> Chase Sherman, anyone who bets on MMA and bets on it regularly knows Chase Sherman is one to always avoid because you never know what you're going to get with old Chase. Um, we talked about Grant Austin and Marco Manson, obviously. Then Derek Minor uh, is plus 169, minus 194 for Selian Nordenbeke. Uh, I would go for uh, Nordenbeke there to uh, minus 145. Maverick, big, big favourite. Miranda Maverick, the minus 650, plus 475 for Shane Young, and I think that is right. Uh, Lopez is the underdog, plus 245, minus 285 for Mario Bautista. I think the favourite will win that as well. Like Pollyanna Viana as well, minus 129 over June Frey at minus 109. Uh, Ludovic Shaolin, plus 190 over Johnny Munoz Jr., minus 225. Mm, I have a bit of a soft spot for Shaolin. I, I, I maybe go for him there in that one. Uh, and then we have the last two Romana Pasquale plus 120 minus 140 over to me Tamarez Vidal and then Jake Hadley and Candelero Hadley minus uh, 243 and Candelero plus 208 so a very very interesting week uh, in the world of betting a lot a lot a lot of fights going on and a lot of fun ones as well let me quickly recap my bets Paul Hughes to win in the main event in Cage Warriors, minus 115. James Sheehan, minus 155 in the co-main event in Cage Warriors. Then the three bet from the UFC. Marco Madsen, plus 188. Money line bet straight up. Uh, Lemos versus Rodriguez, the over 4.5 rounds at plus 110. And then Jake Hadley for a flyer of the week to win by submission, plus 550. All right, everyone, I will leave it there. Let me know your bets in the comment section below. Uh, have a great week. Best of luck with all the bets. My name is Sean Sheehan for SureDog.com and I'll see you all next time.